We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. This episode is brought to you by Decoy Wines of Sonoma, California. As you gather with family and friends this summer, experience the best of wine country with Decoy by Duckhorn. Winemaker Tyson Wolf spends every vintage focused on harvesting grapes and crafting wines from the finest vineyards. Whether it's our flagship Cabernet or crisp and refreshing Rosé, Decoy has just the wine for your discerning taste. Ask for us at your local wine shop or visit decoywines.com slash celebrate to locate our wines near you. Whether you're firing up the grill, hosting an alfresco get-together, or enjoying the warm summer nights, let Decoy by Duckhorn elevate your occasion. This is the High Stakes Lowdown, a Rotoviz podcast brought to you by the Fantasy Football Players Championship. I'm Eric Balkman from the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour and the FFPC. You can follow me on Twitter at Eric Balkman and the FFPC on Twitter at FFPC. Today I'm speaking with Kevin Proctor, a multi-league champ in the FFPC main event, Football Guys Players Championship, and numerous best ball and classic leagues as well. His total winnings in his high-stakes fantasy football career with the FFPC total nearly $70,000. In this episode, Proctor shares his general draft strategy in the 2019 Football Guys Players Championship, what to do with the Seattle running backs, and the importance of stacking Kansas City wide receivers. Before we get into the show, I want to remind everyone that you can get a listeners-only 30% discount to a Rotoviz NFL Pass through the NFL Podcast homepage, rotoviz.com slash podcast. Your subscription gives you unlimited access to all of the Rotoviz content and tools, and it supports the podcast channel. Now, without further ado, here is $70,000 FFPC High Stakes Fantasy Football Champion, Kevin Proctor.
Rotoviz High Stakes Lowdown, welcoming in a longtime FFPC and high stakes fantasy football veteran and a very successful player in the industry as well from the franchise, or excuse me, from the Throwbacks franchise, Mr. Kevin Proctor. Kevin, welcome into the show this week, man. Thanks for sitting in with me. Uh, it's my pleasure, Eric. Thank you for having me. It's uh, I always I, I was talking about this on the on the high stakes fantasy football or on on Friday night that. Um, when it gets to be the end of May and and sort of into June and July, it's it's a heavy drafting season with a lot a lot of high stakes players. And uh, it's I don't want to say we struggle to get guests, but you know a lot of times they're like you know it's difficult because they they want to draft and they're always in draft rooms. And you've done a lot of drafts so far this year, Kevin. I want to talk to uh, to you a little bit about those. But before I get into that, can you tell the listeners what you do for a living when you're not drafting uh, high stakes fantasy teams? Sure. Yeah, I'm a, uh, I work as a business development officer for Wealth Management Group in the uh, Wilkes-Barre, Scranton, Pennsylvania market uh, for one of the larger uh, national banks. And you have done, um, um, like I said, um, a, a lot of drafts already so far this year. Some football guys, players, championship drafts we're going to get into. Uh, you've done a lot of best balls uh, as well with the FFPC as, um, in addition to that. Can you tell us sort of... Um, I guess when you when you go into the draft, team construction kind of depends upon what draft slot you get. You've gotten a bunch of them so far this year. Can you just give us sort of the quick and dirty um, uh, draft strategy you have going in um, to these drafts and sort of what you've seen so far and, and, and the way you've attacked building your teams? Sure. Um, you know, the, the top four guys I think are pretty much set in stone for, for everybody, just no matter what order you go. You got Saquon Barkley, you got Chris McCaffrey, Kamara, and, and Elliott, and uh, so it's, it's some some mix of those four guys. After that, you can go a number of different ways. I like to usually draft uh, one of the top running backs with uh, one of the top tight ends or receiver, uh, just to give myself a little flexibility as I go along in the draft. Um, the third round, I, I really like uh, Leonard Fournette this year. He's uh, the guy probably targeted the most out of uh, any any uh, player in the third round so far this year. I, I, I expect him to have a big bounce back year. Um, I think they still want him to be the foundation of that offense. He was a top ten pick. Um, I expect if he pl- if he plays fourteen games this year, you'll see a thousand yards, fifty catches, and ten touchdowns. He'll be a rock salt number two running back. I like Carry uh, on Johnson at the end of the third or early fourth. Um, I think he's in a really good situation in Detroit, ran for 5.4 yards of carry last year as a rookie, kind of broke down at the end of the year. If he could finish the year off strong this year, another guy could see getting 50 catches and 1,000 yards rushing, another rock salt number two running back. Um, I like to target uh, a lot of the receivers in the fifth and sixth rounds. Um, I like a lot of the players there this year. Um, I'm looking at DJ Moore, Chris Godwin, Tyler Boyd, the Rams receivers, Cooper Cup, Brandon Cooks, Robert Woods. I like Mike Williams a lot this year, Allen Robinson, and Sammy Watkins. So I'm usually taking some combination of those two uh, two of those receivers there. Um, and then, in, you know, if I'm waiting on tight end, uh, I like Herndon a lot this year. Uh, the Jets. Uh, I, just, I just think uh, in year two, um, we really started to build chemistry with Donald last year at the end of the year. He's in Adam Gates' uh, system this year, which is tight end friendly. Um, I could really see him uh, developing some good chemistry in year two with, with Arnold and having a really good year. Um, uh, and then from there, once, I'm sorry, Eric, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say from there, once I have my foundation built, 
and I have my starters pretty much in line. I'm, I'm basically looking for some upside plays in, in the middle rounds. So, um, and then I, I'm waiting on quarterback. I think this year uh, is one of the deepest years I've ever seen a quarterback. I don't see any reason why you're uh, reaching for a quarterback this year. I'm usually wait, wait until around 13, 14 in a football guys redraft uh, try to grab a quarterback. Let's let's talk a little bit um, about Leonard Fournette because I think a lot of people are down on him. And if you look at FFPC best ball ADP, a lot of FFPC players are, are down on him compared to last year where he was going at the you know sort of the mid to, to late first round. He's fallen all the way to the early third. Now you look at this as a buying opportunity. A lot of people look at the the ankle injury and and sort of like you know the, the questionable play last year. Why why are why are the faults for Fournette? Why are they unfounded? Why is he a buy right now for you in the early third? Well, he's he's he was a top ten pick for for the team three years ago, so um, they they still want him to be the man to, to carry the ball. He, he he admittedly came into camp last year out of shape. Uh, it looks like he's rededicated himself this off season, putting the work in, and uh, you know he, Yeldon's gone, so I think there's going to be more opportunities in the passing game. I think he has all the uh, the opportunity in the world to be a three-down back in that offense. And, I, you know, I really think uh, you're going to see a nice bounce-back year for him. And you're not paying a first-round price for a guy uh, that was, like like you said, a first-rounder last year. You're getting him in the third round. He very easily could be a low-end number one running back this year in the he, third round. Yeah, and, and you look at the way that you could start out your draft if, if you are, you know, drafting – um, early on, you could go with one of those top four running backs um, and, and and then add a, a receiver and then get Fournette, a guy who could be you know a top six or seven running back this year if things fall right for him. And all of a sudden, you're looking at a huge advantage at, at the running back position every single week when you're going up against somebody. You could have two dominant running backs there as well. So that's certainly something that players need to be thinking about. Let's get into some of the uh, Football Guys Players Championship drafts you've already done, Kevin. And I want to focus in yep. specifically on some of the players you've drafted so far. Uh, Odell Beckham, number one. Is he about to have his biggest season since his rookie year with obviously a, a much better quarterback throwing to him this season with Baker Mayfield in comparison to last year with Eli Manning? Right now, Beckham in FFPC best ball drafts is going at the 203 pick. Talk a little bit about the numbers that you think he's going to be putting up in Cleveland. Yeah, I think um, on my personal board, I, I have him as my number one receiver this year. Um, I'm looking at 1,400 yards possibly up to 15 touchdowns. Eli Manning for the last two years has been looking to check the ball down consistently. Um, Baker Mayfield likes to take shots down the field. Um, he likes to press the ball down the field, and he's accurate. So uh, I, I expect a big bounce-back year for Odell Beckham. If he can stay healthy, I, I, I expect him to be the number one receiver this year. Let's move on and, and talk about Philip Lindsay because he's an interesting guy when you consider that he was not even drafted – not only in, in a lot of FFPC leagues last year, but he wasn't even drafted uh, in the NFL draft. Uh, he had the bad wrist injury last year to end the season, and, and you know Denver sunk uh, some significant draft capital into Royce Freeman in 2018. He's going to be contending with Freeman for touches this year. Why are you a believer, and I know Philip Lindsay went to the Pro Bowl last year, so he's certainly had a great rookie season. Why are you a believer in him in the fourth round of fantasy drafts this year? 
yeah, I'll be the first one to admit that I uh, I probably overdrafted Royce Freeman last year. Uh, I'm a Broncos fan, so I you know I watched a lot of their games in the preseason, and uh, Royce Freeman looked fantastic. I mean, he scored three straight games in the preseason. Uh, fortunately for me, I did I did see uh, some plays that Lindsey made, so I was able to handcuff him in a few of those leagues, so it didn't kill me. Um, but it didn't take long into the season to where you could see that Lindsey was was very electric and he was going to be the main guy carrying the ball there. Um, great in a passing game, 5.4 yards of carry, um, did great on the goal line for a smallish guy. He, he really, uh, you know, runs hard on the goal line, got scored a lot of touchdowns from inside the five. So I, I think, uh, just as much of the same this year, I don't think you can keep this guy off the field. I think Royce will be involved, but I think, uh, you know, you play your best players, and I think Lindsey by far is, is their best running back. He's, he's, like I said, very electric. Um, I'm not worried about the wrist injury. If it was a lower leg injury, I'd, be, I'd make you concerned. I think by the time the season starts, the wrist will be 100%, and he'll be ready to rock and roll again and fall up on his uh, pro ball season. You know, Denver wants to run the ball. Obviously, another team that definitely wants to run the ball is the Seattle Seahawks. And you look at what the they have at that hodgepodge of, of the collection of running backs there. Um, I think the two names that stand out as far as drafters go this year uh, has been Chris Carson and Rashad Penny. Now, if you look at where these guys have been going in, in drafts, it, it, I don't want to say it's always Carson first and then it's Penny second, because sometimes Penny goes first in a lot of these drafts. But their ADP right now is fairly close to each other. Um, Chris Carson, 5'10 uh, right now. Uh, uh, Rashad Penny was going in the early six. He's actually slipped a little bit now going into the early seventh. Um, but you look at Penny, uh, he was your choice over Chris Carson in the sixth round of one of your football guys leagues. You had the opportunity to select either one. Why was Penny the guy for you there instead of Carson? Yeah, I've, I've uh, drafted both. Um, I've drafted Carson before Penny. I, I, I've drafted Penny before Carson. I've drafted them both back-to-back rounds in best ball leagues. I like to stack them if I could. Um, I think, you know, for me, Carson's the safer pick of the two, but Penny has so much more upside. He was their first-round draft pick last year. Um, I could see a scenario of Carson ever, um, you know, he just had a knee, knee procedure. I think that's going to bring him closer together now. I think people are uh, probably going to be a little bit concerned about Carson's knee going forward. And I think you'll start seeing Penny creep up a little bit now going forward. Um, but I could see Penny, uh, you know, taking over that job at some point during this season, not giving it back. Um, he's dynamic. He, he averaged 4.9 yards a carry last year. Mike Davis is gone. So I think worst-case scenario, Penny takes the, the carries he had last year plus the carries Mike Davis had, but I could see him winning the starting job at some point during the course of the season. I like his upside. Not to say I don't like Chris Carson, because I do. I, he's a good player as well, but I, I like Penny's upside. Yeah, Penny definitely has a lot of upside, can, you know, and you consider um, that he was, the, as you mentioned, the first-round pick for Seattle. You know they have big expectations for him, certainly. Uh, so, yeah, buyer beware on, on Chris Carson because it could be Rashad Penny sooner rather than later, uh, as you pointed out, uh, Kevin. Um, let's keep talking about running backs here because um, I think one of the things that I've done in my drafts, especially if I'm drafting early, is I'll load up on receivers. I'll, I'll try to get like a, a an elite tight end, maybe one quarterback, but then I start taking – I start plugging my lottery tickets, you know, and, and, and trying to figure out – what running back represents some some good upside 
that maybe all he needs is the opportunity and all of a sudden he's locked into to being a top 15 running back for the season. And I, and I noticed that Darwin Thompson and Bruce Anderson have been a couple of your running back picks in the mid rounds. Do you think that's the correct strategy to take when you're drafting in May and, and even early June with, you know, a $250,000 grand prize on the line, load up with the guys you know you're sure of early and then start taking these guys that have the higher upside that all they need, again, is, is an injury or an opportunity to really be a big-time difference maker. Yeah, that's exactly what I do. Um, you know, I look at guys that are in, uh, you know, maybe they're third on the depth chart coming into the season. Um, you know, we look at Darwin Thompson and Bruce Anderson, for example, two guys that, that I draft in the middle rounds that, um, that are in situations where, you know, I don't think they have superstars in front of them by no means, and they're in good offenses. Uh, so if they do get the, the opportunity – I think they could excel, and I, I think uh, now you and I talked at this point last year, and, and Nick Chubb was my guy at this point, and uh, you know, I said that you know you had Carlos Hyde and, and Duke Johnson ahead of him, but I, I, I saw a scenario where you know Nick Chubb was running with the with the ones sooner rather than later, and you know I, I said that he'd be a you know a league, a league winner and he'd be a second round draft pick this year, and that's exactly what happened with him. So uh, I think with Darwin Thompson and Bruce Anderson, not as clear cut. Those guys are like I said, a six round draft pick, and it undrafted free agent, but both are in excellent situations. Darwin Thompson, you know, coming from Utah State, um, this guy's really good uh, after, after contact. Um, Andy Reid loves him. Really Jack is a workout warrior, catches the ball very well. Damian Williams will start the season as the, as the starting running back, rightfully so, finished the season strong last year. But I could see a scenario at some point during the season, especially if there's an injury where Dar- Darwin Thompson gets an opportunity and excels. Same thing with Bruce Anderson. I, if you look at that guy, he he catches the ball really well. He's, you know, he's a hands catcher. He's really good in the screen game. Uh, runs the, the the wheel route real well. Runs the the, uh, the seam route real well. Catches the ball with his hands, like I said, which I like to see. A lot of people compare him to uh, Matt Forte and David Johnson. He's a very smooth runner. Runner, and I could see that those comparisons. And we all saw what David Johnson did in uh, Bruce Aaron's offense. So I think the other guy with two guys that I don't really, I don't think very much of in front of him, Ronald Jones, averaged 1.9 yards to carry last year, and, and Peyton Barber, to me, is just a guy. So uh, Bruce Anderson, if he ever gets the opportunity, I think he could excel in that, in, in that Bruce Aaron's offense. Love a good deal? Sail into the season at Banana Republic Factory's Mega Labor Day Sale. Entire store 50 to 70% off. Dresses from $19.99. Polos from $16.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. They call you the Grill Master. You've seared the thickest porterhouse in the butcher shop. And as you lift that first forkful to your mouth, you savor the moment. To get amazing offers during the Mercedes-Benz Summer Event, like the 2019 C-Class Sedan and GLC SUV, the perfect recipes of driving performance. Plus, you can enjoy six months of Sirius XM All Access included. The Mercedes-Benz Summer Event, now serving limited-time offers on a select lineup of vehicles. Offers end September 3rd. Mercedes-Benz, the best or nothing. And so you talk about Thompson and Anderson there, and I agree with a lot of the points that you're you're making. Do you find yourself, if, if you're drafting those guys in the mid-rounds, do you find yourself avoiding Peyton Barber and Ronald Jones and Damian Williams and, and Carlos Hyde and all those guys, given where they're currently going in drafts, or, or do you have a few shares of those guys as well? I have a few shares of those, especially in best balls. I have a few shares of those guys. Um, 
in, in the football guys, I usually avoid them. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm going for other guys, and then I'm, I'm looking for the home run uh, for the guys, that for, for Thompson and, and, and Bruce Anderson in the middle round. So, um, you know, that's, if I do take Damian Williams, which I, I, I have in the, in the third round, I'm definitely trying to, to handcuff him with Donald Thompson. I really don't uh, like Hyde at all. He signed a one-year deal. Um, I don't think he's going to be there more than one year. So I think Thompson's the guy uh, that, that you'd want to handcuff Damian Williams with long-term. Todd Gurley is, is one of the most, if not the most, polarizing player in, in FFPC drafts and fantasy football drafts in general that are going on right now. You took him at the 202 in one uh, of your football guys' leagues. Can you tell us why, at least in this draft, why you were in his corner for this season? Yeah, there's another guy that, you know, in these, these early drafts, I will um, tend to uh, be aggressive in, in my draft, drafting style. I mean, Todd Gurley is a guy that, you know, if he looks good in the preseason or if, if we get positive reports on his, on his knee in, in the preseason, he's going to be a top-five pick. So if you could get him in the second round, to me, that's a steal at this point. Um, so I'll, t- I'll take the risk. Um, you know, I, I do enough of these leagues that, it, you know, if he, if he doesn't uh, recover from the knee or, if, you know, he's struggling throughout the year, I'll have other leagues. But um, I like to also handcuff him if I could. I, I'll, I'll spend the draft capital on, on, on Daryl Henderson in round six or seven. Uh, if he's available, uh, just to make sure that I'm handcuffing him. But he's only 25 years old, so it's either you think that, you know, basically his career is just about done, or he could bounce back and recover from this knee injury. And I think, uh, I think he could easily have a Pro Bowl season this year. Yeah, it's it's he's could be one of those players that when we look back on, well, not even look back, but when we're when we're following the top of the leaderboard and the Football Guys Players Championship or the or the FFPC main event, mm-hmm. um, you know, we could look at some of these. Wow. Man, how how does this guy have Gurley and he still has a first round pick on his team? Well, you know, if you're taking the risk in in drafting in, in May and in June, I mean, you can get a lot of great value, and, and Gurley could represent a value if if he does, you know, get gets the rest on his knee, and and certainly, you know, maybe Sean McVay doesn't give him as many touches as he got last year, but he had a historic season last year, so he may not even require um that many touches again to be a top three running back certainly something to keep in mind if you're thinking about jumping into a draft you may want to take a look at Todd Gurley and and where he's going right now and take the risk in at least one of your leagues because it could pay off big down the row uh uh, speaking of another player that's that's been polarizing is well maybe he's not so much polarizing anymore because he has fallen in uh in drafts quite a bit and that's Tyree Kill in uh FFPC best balls right now uh, that have been going on in May, his ADP has fallen to the end of the eighth round, a guy that was going pretty consistently in the second round, sometimes even the first round before the stuff came out, uh, this off the field stuff came out and, and caused him to slip. You drafted Hill and McCole Hardman in, in one of your football guys leagues. Is that something you'd advise owners to do in drafts that are going on right now until more clarity on this situation comes out where you're, I don't want to say you're guaranteed the production, but you're guaranteed the role, essentially, of the deep threat on Kansas City with Patrick Mahomes throwing to him if you sink two picks in both Hill and Hardman. Is that something you'd recommend and and that you've done more than once? Yes, that's something that, you know, if I take Hill, I don't take him all that often, but let's just say one out of five drafts, maybe I I throw him in there if he's slipping a little bit. And if I take him, I'm, I'm definitely targeting Hardman right after that. Just because I, I fully expect uh, Hill to be suspended at least six to eight games, if not the season. But um, if you could, if you could sneak him in and the football guys draft in the seventh, eighth round and grab Hardman after that, and 
you could put yourself in uh, contention for the playoffs and you get Hill back after week six or eight, um, you really could set yourself up for a championship run. So, yeah, I don't mind taking that shot. I like having Harden. I really like I like his game. Um, I think he looks a lot like Tyreek Hill. So I, I could see him filling that role. And if Tyreek Hill's out, you know, Chris Conley's out of there, you got 190 targets. So, you know, um, Savvy Watkins is going to take some of them. But, he, you know, he's no, he's no sure bet to be healthy either. Travis Kelsey's pretty much got all the targets that he, he can handle. So um, there's definitely going to be targets available for Hardman if, if it fills out. So I'd definitely like to take him. Yeah, and the other thing to keep in mind, and, and I know this is, I don't want to say this is far-fetched, but because you know, stuff has to happen, but Kansas City has already shown that that they will release a player for something like what Tyreek Hill is in trouble for right now, and they did it with Kareem Hunt. Now, if you do take Hill and Hardman, and let's say Hill is suspended for six games, maybe Kansas City just outright releases him. I got to believe that somebody else will pick him up, similar to, to what happened with Kareem Hunt, and all of a sudden you have Hill stats, Plus, you have Hardman stats. So you could, I mean, really, it could end up working out well for your fantasy teams numbers-wise if that indeed happens. I don't know if it will, but that is, you know, certainly has a non-zero chance of happening uh, this season, no question. Uh, we haven't talked yeah, about yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say I absolutely agree with that. So um, you can't go wrong if it uh, feels on another team. You're, like you said, you have, you have basically two for one there. Um, Evan Engram. Well, let's talk about tight ends because we haven't really touched on on any thus far. I know you said you liked Herndon. And he's a guy that that I know I like. I, my my HSFF our co-host likes Chris Herndon as well this year. But Evan Engram, the other tight end in New York, what kind of numbers is he going to put up with catching balls again from Eli Manning um, or Daniel Jones if they do put Jones in at some point this season? Uh, certainly not the greatest uh, situation there, but he doesn't have to contend with targets uh, going to Odell Beckham. So what about Evan Engram this year? And before you answer, I will tell the listeners that right now Evan Engram in FFPC best ball drafts is actually has an ADP of the 405. He is actually the fourth tight end going off the board right next to OJ Howard. So you, you'd have to sink in and, you know, tight end premium leagues, you have to sink in a mid fourth round pick to get Engram. Talk to me, Kevin, a, a little bit about Evan Engram and the season that you think is in store for him. Yeah, I, that's why I have him slotted exactly right there as my fourth uh, tight end off the board. I've taken him at the end of the third. I take him in the fourth. Um, really like him. Um, if you look at the last two years when, when Beckham's been out, he's excelled the last four games of the year last year without Beckham. He had 320 yards, which was second most to only Kittle at the end of the year. So I expect a big year for him. I could definitely see 90-plus catches. Um, in, in that offense, as I said earlier, Eli likes to check it down. If Eli's not in, and you have a rookie who's going to want to check it down for the tight end. So I can see a big year coming for from Evan We haven't. Um, well, we don't. I, you know, for whatever reason, I just hate quarterbacks. Like I never really talk about quarterbacks <laughs> a whole lot on on this show. But I think this is worth mentioning. This is something that. Uh, Dave and I have talked about quite a bit, both on air and off air, and and I think you're of the same mind as far as when you like to take quarterbacks. You like waiting on them quite a bit this year, um, and I'm looking at quarterbacks. Yeah, I think about Patrick Mahomes last year. This guy was not um, drafted as like a top six or seven. I mean, he might even not even drafted as a top ten quarterback, depending upon when you drafted last year. And I'm sort of I don't want to say I'm looking for this year's Mahomes because I don't think there is one, but I think there is some some pretty good value when you get. Uh, the top 10 quarterbacks, uh, say the top 10 quarterbacks off the board. And a couple of the guys, I'll mention three of the guys 
that I'm looking at right now uh, that, that I would look as as targets in my draft. The guy who's going at QB 11 and Kyler Murray, who's going at the 905. Uh, QB 15, Lamar Jackson at the 1005. And then uh, the other guy I like is QB um, uh, 18, Josh Allen, going at the end of the 10th round. These are guys that I don't think um, – well, I mean, Kyler Murray hasn't really wowed us with his arm in the NFL yet. We'll see what happens there. But Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen, certainly if, if you're drafting those guys, it's not because they are these in, insanely awesome future Hall of Fame pocket passers. It's what they do with their legs. And that could be very important in fantasy as well. I know you're waiting on quarterbacks this year. Have you targeted uh, any of those three or are you staying away from them given you know that that if they're not running the ball they certainly don't have the value of some of the other guys going around them um, what can you say about any or all of those three guys in, in Allen Jackson and Murray well I'll say I, I love Murray I love the situation that he's in um, I, I love his game um, he's electric with his legs throw the ball very well he's got a lot of weapons um, in a spread offense with uh, a big bounce hit back here from David Johnson, in my opinion. Um, Lamar Jackson, somebody I haven't drafted as much, you know, he's, but you know, to your point, he's a, he's a very good running quarterback. If, if he could uh, find his accuracy this year, I really think, uh, yeah, he could have a nice year, but he's not a guy that I targeted. But I will say the last guy you mentioned, Josh Allen is probably my most targeted quarterback of any quarterback this year. If you look at his last six games last year, I don't know for sure, but I'm pretty sure he might have been the number one over quarter, overall quarterback the last six weeks. If not, he was top three. Um, and, you know, as, as you said, Eric, he, he's done it with his legs. But if you look at the end of last year, he started getting comfortable throwing the ball as well. He's got a big arm. Uh, Zay Jones and Foster came on late last year. Uh, now you throw in um, uh, you throw in Brown and you throw in uh, – uh, Bob receiver from Dallas, slipping my mind. But Cole Beasley. Cole Beasley, and you, and you get T.J. Yeldon out of the backfield. I think he's got more weapons this year than he had last year. He's still going to be able to do it with his legs. He's a big body. He's hard to bring down. And he's got that big, strong arm. So um, I could see him hitting uh, John Brown and, and Foster for some big plays. Kevin, let's uh, let's talk about um, uh, a guy that, that you think is, you know, me- I, I normally I'd say first round, but let's let's extend that first, second, third. Like basically any early round pick that you think is going to be a boss that you're definitely avoiding this year. And then another player that maybe we haven't mentioned yet uh, in this show uh, in the mid to late rounds that you think is, is a sleeper. Not enough people are drafting him high enough and you're taking full advantage of selecting him right now. Um, two guys in the first round that I, I'm not going to – say our boss, but the guys that I kind of fade a little bit, um, one being left bell. I don't like the fact that he took a year off. Um, what about soft tissue injuries coming back after a year off? I'm also worried about the offensive line. wasn't very good in run blocking last year. Then you throw in the uh, Adam Gase in there, and it's really, uh, you know, makes me uneasy about drafting left bell. If you look at what he did to Jay Jai a few years ago, where he traded him in the middle of the season coming off a a career year, and then you had Kenyon Drake. Last year, everybody thought he would be the, uh, the go-to running back, and they bring in Gore, and they give Gore the you know, first and second down work. Um, you couldn't trust Drake last year. So he's out in the media already this year saying that, you know, he wouldn't have given Lev Bell the, uh, the money that, that, he, that he got in that contract. So uh, also a little bit of a rocky start there. I, I, I do like Lev Bell, but I'm just a little – I'm going to probably fame a little bit this year. Also, the other guy that I fade, and 
not because he's not a good player and he doesn't produce, but uh, it's Melvin Gordon um, in a good a good situation there. But it just seems to me year in and year out, he breaks down midway, three-quarters of the way through the year, and he's never there when you need him the most in weeks 13, 14, 15, and 16. Uh, three of his four years in the league, he, he didn't do anything in those most last four weeks of the season. So I fade him uh, probably more than most people. And any um, and then, any any sleepers that you can uh, that you want to sh- that you're willing to share with us? I know you want to protect them a yeah. little bit, um, but any yeah. sleepers you're willing to share? We talked about we talked about the rookie running backs. We talked about Darwin Thompson. We talked about Bruce Anderson. But another rookie running back that I really like is Alexander Madison in Minnesota, um, out of Boise State. Big back, change of pace guy for Dalvin Cook, but also catches the ball very well. Hard to bring down. I could see a situation. Dalvin Cook hasn't been able to stay healthy his first two years where he gets an opportunity to lead back at some point this year if Dalvin Cook goes down. And he could be a, he could certainly be a, a league winner if it happens at the right time. And then the other guy, just for, for reasons I just talked about, Melvin Gordon, for me, Justin Jackson, late, late in the, uh, the draft or, you know, maybe in the free agency. Um, I could see a scenario where Melvin Gordon is not around like he's been the last few years. And uh, Justin Jackson, I think, is the guy that could come in and, and, and put up some numbers at the end of the year. To your point, yeah, Madison going in the 17th round of FFPC Best Ball Leagues and Justin Jackson not going until the end of the 23rd round. So he's basically free as well. Certainly two players you want to keep in mind as you draft uh, going forward this summer, players. And uh, certainly a player that we will keep in mind going forward is Kevin Proctor. He's had a lot of success so thankful that you uh, were able to join us this week uh, and, and talk on the uh, high stakes lowdown. Certainly appreciate all of your insight, Kevin. Best of luck to you in all your leagues this year. And we'll talk again soon, dude. Thanks so much. Thank you so much for having me, man. I appreciate it. Have a good day. Thank you for listening to the High Stakes Lowdown, a Rotoviz podcast brought to you by the Fantasy Football Players Championship. And thanks to Grapes for our theme music. Please review the podcast on iTunes under the Rotoviz radio feed. It helps us find new listeners. Contact us via email rotovizradio at gmail.com. We'd love to hear what you think. And follow us on Twitter at Rotoviz Radio. And remember, you can always support the show by subscribing to Rotoviz at a 30% discount through the NFL podcast homepage rotoviz.com slash podcast. It's the sale you've been waiting for. Now through Monday, get a huge 50% off the styles you need now with 50% off all jeans, 50% off all dresses, and 50% off all tees. That's right, 50% off. Jeans start at 15 bucks for adults, 10 bucks for kids. Want fashion in a flash? Buy online and pick up in-store for free. Hurry, the sale ends Monday at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 829 to 9-2. Excludes in-store clearance, jumpsuits, rompers, bubbles, active license, and men's package tees. They call you the grill master. You've seared the thickest porterhouse in the butcher shop. And as you lift that first forkful to your mouth, you savor the moment. To get amazing offers during the Mercedes-Benz summer event, like the 2019 C-Class sedan and GLC SUV, the perfect recipes of driving performance. Plus, you can enjoy six months of Sirius XM All Access included. The Mercedes-Benz summer event, now serving limited-time offers on a select lineup of vehicles. Offers end September 3rd. Mercedes-Benz, the best or nothing. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. 
relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.